Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. And now, live on 670 The Score and the Odyssey app, it's Gabe Ramirez. That's a magic Morell going to third. He will slide. He's got a triple. Gabe Ramirez here on 670 to score. Broadcast live from the score Hyundai Studios. Happy Friday, everybody. Hopefully you guys are okay. It's going to be a fun weekend. Football on Saturday. Football on Sunday. Bulls game somewhere in between. A lot of storylines that we're going to be keeping track of. John Moran's trying to get his way back into the NBA. A lot of good things happening out there. Uh, but only three stories are able to float to the top, like the lucky three ice cubes that get to touch my lips every time I drink a glass of cold water. Uh, that's why we call it the trifecta. I've got Robbie Triano producing today. And the question that I have for you is, which Bulls player said he's extremely motivated by Kobe White's recent play? Who is that? I will let you know. After the trifecta. Number three. Defense, better offense, though. Kobe was on him. There's White. Robinson covered him up. So he kicks to DeRozan. Two defenders out on him. He spins a pass to Kobe White. Four three. Bang, bang, bang. That's the second time this year he did it in Milwaukee with a whirling dervish dive for Kobe White to hit a triple. Adam Amin and Stacey King right there on the call. And, of course, like, you know, DeMar, 40 minutes. That's a lot for that old age, right? <laughs> for an NBA player. Um, putting up 40 minutes. That was one of his four assists to Kobe White on the day. But Kobe White, I was watching the game yesterday at Roundhouse in Logan Square. And they didn't even have the, the, the sound down for the game. And Roundhouse is a, is a sports bar. But... There wasn't a ton of people in there. They had, like, the NFL game on, so they didn't want to have to choose between the Bulls and the NFL. There were some ladies there, so it was kind of creating a vibe or whatever. And older ladies, by the way. Um, but then as the fourth quarter got there, and then, like, people, the, I was with one of my friends, and so he and I, along with, like, one of the random dude that was there, we're just like, all of a sudden, it's like, Kobe, 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 Kobe. Oh, my goodness. Kobe White yesterday, nine, four for 11 from the three-point line. 
he leads the NBA in three-pointers. That's scary. Because as I was watching the game yesterday, I said, man, he's, he's – he's, I'm thinking about it from a betting standpoint. Like, he's in the Steph Curry range where they're, the over-unders are now at three-and-a-half and four-and-a-half, four which is wild to think somebody could just make that every single game. And that's where he's at. Had a plus 20 on the plus-minus yesterday. Kobe's just pl- been playing really, really well. And, it, and it, one of my friends is like, it's Kobe's team. And I was like, I, I get it. I actually really get it. Um, but take a listen to, to Kobe talking about, you know, what's been – What's been going on with him particularly? What is the difference between right now, just with your mindset, than like two, three weeks ago? Uh, nothing. Nothing's really changed. Um, you know, it, it helps that when you hit shots and, and people close out on you hard, uh, harder, um, it helps you read it a little bit easier. Um, but, um, you know, it's just, you know, like uh, it's going to be adversity throughout the season. It's going to be ups and downs. Um, so, you know, at the end of the day, like I said, I got to control what I can control. I uh, stay consistent in what I do um, each and every day to, to prepare myself to be ready to play uh, when the game time comes. Uh, and whatever it, that may be, uh, you know, I got to help my team win, uh, whatever case it, it, it is. A lot of people forget that Kobe White, this is his fifth year in the NBA. And a lot of people forget that he's 6'4". I mean, you think about Kobe White, you think like, oh, a small guard that shoots threes. Like 6'4 is, is pretty damn tall. And, you know, he's working on his game. And I was talking to somebody yesterday, and they're like, this is what we've been talking about, a coaching staff that can develop someone. And I said, well, time out, pause. I'm like, Kobe is the old school kind of player that he develops himself, right? Like in the offseason, you work on one of your deficiencies, right? one deficiency, and then the next year, you work on another one. And next, Like that's just old school basketball where you just get better at something in the offseason. That's what Kobe White has done. So tip your cap to Kobe White and who he's been dealing with because there have been other people that have been trying to do that. Pat Will with DeMar DeRozan on the West Coast. That's what Joe Colley and I were talking about from the Chicago Sun-Times the other day. And it's like, you know, not everyone is, you know, growing at that same rate. But you got to tip your cap to Kobe. You got to love how he's playing, super aggressive, taking the contact when he gets to the rim, shooting the three ball with confidence. And it's it's obviously bleeding into the rest of the team because uh, right now I think, I think the Bulls are number one in offensive efficiency since Zach Levine's been out. That's not a bad. That's not a good look. For, Let's just for call Zach. it top five. That's yeah. ridiculous. Uh, yeah, I would say so. Yeah. Um, um, so Bulls playing uh, well there. All right, that was my number three. Number two. Number two story inside the trifecta here on six seventy. The score. Gabe Ramirez was just that Brandon Staley got fired, and it wasn't. It wasn't that he got fired. I mean, people felt that that was long overdue. I never call for people's head, but yeah, sure, it would have been justifiable. But you can't get you can't get embarrassed. <laughs> like. On the day where you're the only team playing. The over-under was 36 yesterday. 36. And I foolishly bet something that was 17-1. to 1 And it was, you know, a tie at halftime. And then the Chargers would win. And the reason I did is because I'm like, these teams are going to suck. Eight and a, like, it sucks. I was like, it's going to be like 7-7 seven, seven or 3-3 three, three or something stupid like that. And then I was thinking the Chargers defense might come in. But clearly I had the wrong team in mind. Because before I knew it, it was 21 nothing. And I was just like, oh, my gosh. And then I tell my, then my boys next to me, like I just mentioned, we were watching it at Roundhouse. And he's like, oh, I'm betting the under now. Because if the over-under was 36 and they already got 21, I bet it's going to be inflated. So it was like a 52 and a half. And he bet it. And he's chilling, ordering burgers and taking a shot. And then sure enough, it's like 45 nothing. That's over my halftime. <laughs> I was like, wild. I was like, oh, my goodness. So, so again, you, you cannot be embarrassed. And the Bears were almost at that place or even at that place earlier in the season. Right, where the loss against the Lions after having, you know, multiple interceptions, multiple turnovers, losing that game, and then playing the Minnesota Vikings 
having Josh Dobbs give you a handful of interceptions as well, and you almost lost that one. And that would have been the game. I said the bit. The bit was if the Bears would have lost that game, I would have done the Plumbers 911 Football Monday thing overnight, and I would have stayed at the station. If it, Even if it would have taken days, I would have stayed at the station until they would fire someone because, again, you just cannot be embarrassed. But where the Bears are at right now, completely different, uh, right? And Olin Krutz was on a little bit earlier with Parkinson and Spiegel, and he talked about the Bears players and whether or not they are locked in on Flues. I heard Brisker on. I think he was on with Bernstein and Holmes. And when he was talking about Coach Eberflues, uh, I was struck by the respect he had and how much he was talking about how much passion Coach Eberflues has when he's installing plays and it's like he's about to play the game and that's how much he loves it. And you can see that affecting his players. So you're always looking at those kind of things and that bodes well for Coach Eberflues when the decisions come at the end of the year, uh, Speaks. But when you're looking at it from an overview, right, when you are the general manager, when you are the uh, team president, whoever you are making the decision up there, you got to look at everything. And we know that defense side of the ball, as good as Coach Flues has done since he took over play calling, they have a ton of assets, guys, on that side of the ball, right? $70 million middle linebacker. T.J. Edwards, they signed, right? They gave uh, almost $100 million to the defensive end. Jalen Johnson, right? They got... Uh, three second-round picks in the secondary. That unit is very, very talented, and a lot of assets have been put there for them to play well. Now, you've got to call the right scheme. you got to get them moving in the right direction, but it's no mystery to me why they're playing good on that side of the ball. I mean, I, I've been on par with Olin. I played the Jaquan Brisker cuts, talked about the respect that was there, talked about you know the verbiage that he used when describing Coach Eberflus and how, how it's a communal effort in trying to figure out what it is they want to do week in and week out, and even though he's the head coach, to be talking to players about what they want to do, I mean, players respect that a ton, right? Because some coaches can be a-holes where they don't want any input. And the fact that Ibraflus is that kind of guy and allows them to play at a high level while coaching them meticulously on how to do particular things, I mean, I can see where some people have they've seen the results now, right, on the other side where at first it was, okay, get better. Okay, it was execute, execute. Then you execute. Okay, get a win. You get a win. You stack it up. And all these things have been happening. So I can see where people feel that way. But, <clears throat> again, Woo, you're walking that fine line a couple weeks ago where you almost got fired. Number one. Uh, speaking of the Bears, number one uh, thing is, again, these are in no particular order, by the way. Um, and it is that the injury report of the Chicago Bears and the Cleveland Browns, for that matter. We mentioned Jaquan Brisker, who was limited in practice on Wednesday, didn't practice on Thursday, and limited today. So we'll see how he's going dealing with that groin injury. Um, DJ Moore. Didn't practice on Wednesday, was limited yesterday, but was a full participant today. And then uh, EQ uh, did not practice all week as well. But the Cleveland Browns have a handful of people on their list. Amari Cooper didn't practice on Wednesday, uh, but he's been a full participant the last two weeks. 14 targets from Joe Flacco the last game. Didn't have a ton of productivity, but just know that they're going to be getting the ball. I'm excited to see what Jalen Johnson does with that matchup right there. Uh, Jerome Ford, uh, if you're wondering whether it's going to be Kareem Hunt or him in the backfield, he was limited the first couple of days, but he's been a full participant. Uh, Kareem Hunt, same thing after not practicing and being limited on Wednesday and Thursday. He was a full participant today. David Njoku has been, I mean, if you know Joe Flacco and he followed him for wherever he's gone, his his tight ends eat. But here's the thing. The Bears over the last four games have held tight ends to under 30 yards. And that includes two games with Sammy Laporta, who's you know pretty damn good. And TJ Hawkinson at 50, but you're, you, know, you got to average them all in there. 
Um, so you know Joker's going to go crazy, or they're going to try to get him the ball a ton. Uh, he played uh, uh, well today, and they got a couple of other guys. Denzel Ward, limited. I know Justin Fields wants to see him out there, um, so that's going to be a good matchup as well. Speaking of, just you know the 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 uh, state of the Chicago Bears. Flus talked about uh, one one member in particular that he knows is going to be playing no matter what because he thinks it's extremely tough. You know, it's your best players, right? Have to be your hardest workers, but they got to be the toughest too. And uh, that's that's what he is, and he is a tough son of a gun, and uh, and uh, you know he's got everything you want from a leader, and uh, he doesn't have to say much, and when he talks, everybody listens, and uh, it's uh, it's really good to have him. Yeah, I think DJ Moore has kind of understood what what he needs to be for for this team. It's not like you're in Carolina, and you're like, yeah, we suck, but check it out, I'm gonna go give me this thousand yards. Like, no, he understands that. Hey, I have a young quarterback that you know. Could be good, and I want to. And, and we, he's given me, you know, got me close to a thousand yards, and you know, at this point throughout the season. And you know, wait a second, I almost seem younger guys, and this team is young. And man, maybe I can build something with them. They went and got me, they really wanted me. And he understands his role as a leader, right, on this team, where maybe he didn't have that weight or that or the same amount of weight on some of the teams that he or on the Carolina Panthers, but here on this Chicago Bears team, he understands that he's a cornerstone. And if, if he is going to have success with Justin Fields moving forward, he needs to, to be that for him, someone that he can lean on, someone that can champion for him as well. All right, there's your trifecta, ladies and gentlemen. That's a magic number. Right here on 670 Score. I am Gabe Ramirez, uh, broadcasting live from the Score Hyundai Studios, brought to you by your local Hyundai dealers. And, of course, you're listening to a Four Seasons, heating, air conditioning, plumbing, and electric football Friday, presented by your local Ford dealers. And it's not a game, Illinois.com. So the people from Four Seasons, they did me a solid. So I got a condo in Humble Park. I got, you know, one of my friends living there, and I've been having some issues. You got to, like, if you have a building, and like, let's say a condo building like I have, like now, because, you know, if you're old enough, they were converting a bunch of apartment buildings into condos back in 2008 and 2009 during the recession or before the recession and all that. So I ended up grabbing one of those condos in Humble Park that was, uh, a former apartment building. And so the AC units for every, uh, you know, play is on the roof. And here I am. I've been, I've owned that since 04. So 19 years later, I got to get the AC unit replaced. I got to get the furnace replaced. So I, I hit up the guys from Four Seasons, whatever. You got to get a forklift to put the damn AC unit on the building. Like, everyone's dealing with that now in Chicago that all these units are going belly up 20 years later. And you're like, and I called somebody and I'm like, a forklift to put the AC unit on the, but they're like, yeah, bro, that's what it is now. And they run so much money that you got to go rent out. The, anyway, where do you even find a forklift? I don't know. Four how seasons, to do that. four seasons got them on deck. Let's go. And they, 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 they told me a really good price. And so they came out, they, they hooked me up. They looked at the, everything. They told me what I needed to do. And they did tell me, Hey, like you definitely gonna need a forklift. So, uh, at least they told me exactly what I needed. Make sure you check them out, man. They do the best stuff. We know the, rent, the real winter is right around the corner. So make sure you get your stuff checked out. All right, before the trifecta, I told you or I asked you which Bulls member uh, said they were extremely motivated by Kobe White's recent play, which has been incredible as of late. Um, and it's someone that's young, someone that has been given opportunities for this Bulls team and who just got some money as well. What has it been like for you to watch Kobe White's transformation? Huge game from him tonight. Oh, I mean, it's motivation. It's motivation because I understand, you know, what he went through, you know, his um, second, third, fourth, fifth year, 
You know, I understand. I understand how many people counted him out, and um, he did nothing but work and continue to work. So, you know, me seeing that front hand, that, that gave me motivation to keep going. That gave me motivation to, to rise to another occasion. You know, we push each other to be great. So when I see him doing what he's doing now, it's nothing but give me excitement. That's Ayo DeSumo right there. After having a really good game when Alex Caruso went down, came in, was knocking down some threes in the clutch, but not even the clutch during the game. It was really, really good to see Io do that. Io, when he has the freedom to be confident, I really enjoy his game. He attacks the rim well. Uh, he shoots the three with confidence, did that you know, in his first couple of years with the Bulls, and his mid-range is really nice, even though he doesn't get the opportunity to shoot that too often. But this is what happens when you have guys that are built from within. A guy like Kobe, right? You allow him to grow. He gets better. Oh, what happens? You draft someone else, and they learn the, dare I say it, culture? Bulls haven't had anything like that because they've been playing, you know, three-car Monty with, with, with some of their players over the last couple of years, and it's good to see people like that that get an opportunity to stay there and hope that they continue to do that uh, and bring some more guys in and build this squad. It's going to be interesting. Mark my words. Bulls will be in the playoffs or play-in, whatever you want to call it. All right, coming up next, we're going to talk some Chicago Bears with none other than Hub Arkish. Um, does he think the Bears' defense can get to Joe Flacco, a guy who threw the ball 44 and 45 times in his last two games? One or Three sacks in his last two games and over 80-some attempts? You know he's going to get the ball out quickly. Can the Bears get to him? Hub Arkish is going to answer that on the other side. It's Gabe Ramirez on a Friday right here on Chicago Sports Radio, 670 to score. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Goff under pressure and Montez Sweat refused to let go. He gets the sack. After 
after they finally get an explosive play, it's negated with a 10-yard sack. How about the power of Montez Sweat? And remember, when you're in the pocket, the quarterback, there is no horse collar rule. That's correct. So you can grab the quarterback just about anywhere you want except the face mask. Montez Sweat showing off that power. It's Gabe Ramirez on 670 The Score. I feel like I got to credit Adam Amin as a guest on this show. <laughs> now giving me some Bears highlights. Shout out Adam Amin right there. Fox. Uh, it's Gabe Ramirez on a Friday here on 670 The Score. And the Bears and Montez Sweat. Montez Sweat, will he look different without the Yannick Ngakwe? That's an interesting question. I think the Bears have have had a good rotation of defensive ends that have gotten enough game time to where, you know, hopefully he doesn't pose a, a big enough threat. And I've, I've said, you'll hear it tonight, 9 p.m., uh, Bears Unleashed on Fox 32. Myself, Anthony Heron, Cassie Carlson. We were, one, of the, one of our topics is, you know, what, what Yannick not being there is going to do to affect the defense. And my, my thing was, you know, these guys have been playing for each other. And these guys understand that they are playing next to someone that is as talented as they are. And that usually elevates your game. And I think that's what's going to happen to this Bears defense, that they're going to continue to, to believe. Like, damn, look at me. Even I'm quoting Eberflus. They're going to believe and then know that they are that good and, and, and they deserve to be you know, up there with some of the teams that are vying for those playoff spots. But let's, get a, let's talk a little bit of Bears with our next guest. Uh, he's joining us on the hotline presented by Circus Sports Illinois. He's our senior uh, football analyst here on 670. The score is none other than Hub. Arcus, Hub, what up? How you doing, Gabe? You know, hanging in there, Hub. I'm trying to I'm, – I'm trying not to go into Sunday overconfident, thinking that, you know, things have been going well for the Bears and they're without a Deshaun Watson and, you know, and, and, and Jerome Ford is leading their backfield and Joe Flacco, you know, just all those kind of things. So I'm trying not to go in being like, man, the Bears should win this game, uh, but I can't help myself but to feel that way. You know, Gabe, i got to be honest with you. I feel pretty good about knowing where the Bears are at right now and feel fairly good about where they're at as far as the improvement they're showing. But what I'm really struggling with is Cleveland, because I have been wrong picking them every week for about six or seven weeks now, and I picked them both to win and lose. And they're just a really hard team to figure at eight and five I, with all those injuries and, and key injuries, you know, not, not just, uh, you know, starting players being hurt just don't know what to make of them right now. And, and I do know that Cleveland is a very difficult place to go on the road. It's a very difficult place to go play. And, and so I think the combination of that uh, Browns defense and, and playing the game there uh, makes it that much tougher on the Bears, as well as, you know, they've been improving the last few weeks. We're talking to Hub Arcus here on 670. The score, Gabe Ramirez. You know, Hub, I was talking to Tyvis Powell earlier in the week, uh, played at Ohio State covers the or does the Browns radio uh, stuff on, on Sundays. And I literally asked him that very same question because I was having trouble figuring out who the Browns were. And I said, are they themselves struggling with that? And that's exactly what he said. He said, that's where they're at right now. He's like, they, they kind of feel like they have a better grasp of who they are now that Joe Flacco is going to be the st- starter for the rest of the season. But, like, but, but their defense, they're not sure. You know, they know it's really good, but th- is it really the best? Is you know the offense that they have? What kind of direction or, or system or game plan are they trying to go in? You know, week in and week out. But what we do know is that the defense is going to give Justin Fields some fits. Do you think, Hub, that the the, the defense that he's faced, the defenses that he's faced uh, this year, like let's say you know Minnesota blitzing a ton, you know even Oakland, you know with Max Crosby and such, do you think that helps? A guy I like that because it's so easy to say, yeah, 
right? But if, if you feel a player is already a certain way and you think that, you know, the, the, the performances are going to just be duplicated, you know, at, when facing top-tier talent, tell me, tell me like, your thoughts in, in, about, the, about that. Well, I think with where Justin is at right now, every game helps. You know, he, he's still learning, and every game is more improvement, seeing new things. And so it's definitely helpful. And, and you know, we have seen – I don't think that his play has improved as much as people are selling over the last three or four weeks. I mean, you know, the, the team is playing better, but if you watch Justin, he's still doing a lot of the same things. The one thing that clearly has improved is he hasn't thrown a pick, and, and that's a big deal. I'm not making light of that. But another thing that, that concerns me uh, about this week is we know he struggles with the pass rush, and he hasn't seen anybody like Miles Garrett this year, you, you know, and, and he's, I mean, he's seen some good pass rushers, but, but nobody as good as Garrett. And, and that's going to be the biggest test for him on Sunday is how he handles that rush from Garrett. It seems like the narrative on Justin just keeps, you know, change, changing or not even changing. Cause I tried to stop myself from saying that this week and it's more about swaying, right? Where the percentages of people feeling a certain type of way are, are growing and shrinking depending on what side you're on. But I'm looking at like, a Cleveland game. You know what getting the win to, against Detroit meant for you know the people that wanted to keep Justin and just the Bears as a whole. Does a, a win against Cleveland, even without you know their full team, does it does it have more weight than the Detroit game, or will it have more weight than the Detroit game? Well, I think it will now because Cleveland is, if healthy, they're a better team than Detroit. They're not healthy, um, but they're still going to be either the best or the second best team that they faced in the last five or six weeks. And if they can put back-to-back upsets over Cleveland and Detroit, yeah, I think this game is even bigger because this that would confirm that, yes, this improvement that we think we're seeing is real. Yes, they can play with playoff teams. Detroit wasn't last year, but will be this year. Cleveland was last year, could be, would be right now this year. And so, yeah, I think that this game is even bigger than the Detroit game if they get a win. Uh, if they play them tough and get beat just because they're not quite as talented, that's okay. That's not an end game. But if they get Robert Sunday, if they don't show up, you know, if they go back to not being competitive, that would be a huge step backwards. Yeah, if you're looking at the Bears, you know, what they've done this season, the last time they really, you know, had a game that got out of control was the end of October against the Chargers. Unfortunately, the game that I traveled to with my family, so I had to watch that firsthand. But that was, you know, that's, that's some time ago um, when you're thinking about, you know, how long it's been since the Bears have had a game that's gotten out of hand. And I think that mm-hmm. we're all, you know, cautiously optimistic, but we know that that is a very real possibility that they can put a debt out there. So we're, we're keeping ourselves guarded in that sense. But I'm trying to figure out, you know, how the Bears can win this game. Like, what what do you feel like needs to happen or needs to be operating at a high level in order for them to win? Well, first off, I think Montez Sweat has to have his best game so far as a Bear. He's already had a couple good ones. Um, But I do think the loss of Ngukwe is significant because – I think his being there has helped sweat. He probably has rushed the passer as well the last three weeks as he has all season long uh, because sweat's been there. And, and, and these teams that they've played the last few weeks have had to defend both of them as quality pass rushers. Again, sweat, the, the, the potential star in a really good one, averaging eight sacks a year. Now with Ngukwe gone, who is going to help protect sweat the way he's been helping to protect sweat? Because now Cleveland can plan for, for sweat. They, they can double team him all day. If they want, they can do different things and, and he's good enough to, to, to handle that. But without them having to worry about Ngukwe, I, that 
probably concerns me as much as anything about Sunday is, is can Sweat play the way he has the last few weeks without somebody else protecting or guiding him from the other side? Um, and and the, the, the Bears have some other talents. Some, other, some of the youngsters are playing better. That's what's so much fun about this right now and so interesting about Sunday is Sunday we're going to find out if what we think we've seen the last three, four weeks is real or if they you know, played a couple good games but they still have a long way to go. I don't think they do still have a long way to go, but I also think that people have made a little too much of the improvement of the last couple of weeks as to whether that is something that they can hold up every week. Yeah. And I think that I think it's a, about a team game, right? And I think that's what a lot of people are talking about, Hub, where it's like, oh, the team, you know, oh, we can have mediocre play at this you know, position as long as the team is playing really well. And, and they have been, and at least they're in a, at least they're in the middle, right, where they're able to be competitive with the teams that are in the middle, right? Because you feel like there's always three phases in, in football, right? So the teams that are at the very top, they're untouchable, they're making the playoffs, you know what that is. Teams, bottom dwellers that are trying to figure out the organization. Then everybody else, we see it in the AFC and the NFC this year. Just a lot of teams, kind of just in the middle. But the Bears are at least in, in that in that area. Um, but you want to see a little bit more from them, don't you, Hub? Yeah, I do. And you know, again, I'm not negative about this. I, I, I'm kind of pleased about what they've done the last few weeks. But um, you know, Flus talked about it today when at Hellas Hall when we were talking to him. Is that Sunday will be probably the healthiest the Bears have been all season long. They will probably have their starting offensive line, all five, maybe even all six, for the first time, and, and that's a big deal, you know, and that particularly for Justin Fields, you know, because that's going to help him more than anything in handling that pass rush and how he reacts to it. So so that's a very good thing. But but all across the board, they're as healthy as the secondary as they've been all year. And the thing that, that people just weren't paying enough attention to is that they were one of the unhealthiest teams in the league the first half of the season. You know, they didn't have even half their offensive line until last week, and now they'll have all the starters this week. They didn't have all their starting defensive backs until this week if they get them all, you know, and and that's one of the reasons that this improvement has been happening. It's not just that, oh, it's all about Justin Fields. Justin has suddenly figured it out. No, it's about the whole team has been getting better talent-wise, getting healthier, and, and, and improving with all the youngsters. And, and I think that's what should be exciting to fans about what's happened the last couple of weeks. And it's why, at least to me, Sunday is so important. They don't have to win. They have to compete. They have to be in the game at the end. I'd love to see them win, obviously. But if they go out and give the Browns a hard time and show that they belong in the game with a team like the Cleveland Browns, who, who again, playoff team last year, may, right now still a playoff team this year, um, you know, I think that's why this is a little bigger win than the Lions win would have been. Yeah, and I, I, I agree with that being better. I'm just, I'm, I'm still curious at like some of the things that the Bears are going to try to do. You know, because we've seen Lou Getze say, "Hey, Minnesota, you're going to blitz us. Fine, we're going five wide." And oh, okay, you're going to do this. Well, we're going to throw some screens. Or okay, we got Tyson Bage. We're going to lean on the run game. We got, you know, I'm just curious what the game plan is going to look like. You know, you got three healthy running backs. You saw how that played out the first time. They still gave uh, Deontay Foreman the, the the workload there, but you know, was, is, is it going to change? Is Khalil Herbert going to be a little healthier, and he might see some more? Is you know they, they talked about getting Darnell Mooney the ball more. Does that mean that Cole Komet's production dips a little bit? Like, what do you think the game plan might, might look like? 
Well, I think the reason Mooney is important is because while Cole has really improved and Komet has played well, he's still the tight end. You need at least two, preferably three receivers and a tight end to have a good passing game. And, and so I think that's why there is still focus on Mooney. And, and that's been one of the hardest things for me to figure out. Is he 100% healthy? Because at no point this year has he performed like the receiver the Bears had last year and the year before. You know, and hopefully, you know, he takes another step forward this year. He definitely, production-wise, was uh, this week, I should say, he definitely was was better last week, and that would be big. But but when you say what do they have to do to win Sunday, I think the two most important things are probably the two things that they do the best, which is run the football and defend the run, and they have to do that against the Browns to, to win this game. Now, defending the run won't be as tough because while Jerome Ford has played well, and after losing Chubb, you know, probably better than anybody expected him to play, he's not Chubb, and now they don't have, you know, the quarterback either, um, and Jared Goff isn't going to scare you. But 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 nonetheless, uh, you know, the Bears' run defense has to be what it's been all year long. And and last week, even though I really enjoyed that game, the run game didn't look the same to me as it had, you know, the few weeks before. And I think they have to get back to that where not just because Justin Fields is adding yards again, but because your running backs are getting it done. Um, you know, I, I think that they have to focus on the run because that also – uh, you know, keeps Cleveland off the field. And yes, Cleveland's banged up. And yes, their offense hasn't been great, but you still don't want it on the field if you can help it. And and so I think the two biggest keys for the Bears right now are running the football and the run defense. If they do really well in both those areas, then I think they've got a real good chance of winning this game. Hub, appreciate your uh, insight as always. I think dude, they do think the Bears have a good chance of winning this game too, but I know we'll get a chance to talk about it next week, Hub. Have a great weekend. I'll talk to you soon, okay? All right, buddy. Take care. Hub Arkish, our score senior football analyst, hanging out with me here on 670 The Score. It's Gabe Ramirez. I mean, Hub's been, you know, the, the word you should not use is critical, right? He's just being a realist in what he sees. And he's, what I will give Hub credit on, you know, is that Hub has said, like, don't take, like, don't listen to me when I'm assessing everything because I need the full season. Right, like I'm, like I'm, I'm saying what I see in the present, and that that could be changing week in and week out. But, but if you want my full assessment of whatever's going on, like I need the year, and I, and I, I, I he's he's held true to that, and I think that, uh, you know, where he's at and how he's described it is is, is played out well, and, and I think you do need it, you need a couple more games because people are feeling a certain type of way about the Bears that they weren't feeling a, a little while ago, but I think the Bears will have. I'm trying to think how is this going to happen, Bears? Like, look. If you're shutting down Amari Cooper because Jalen Johnson's on him, you got a little Kyler Gordon, a little Jaquan Brisker action, action if he's if he's healthy, you know, kind of negating David and Joku. The defensive line, Bears top five in running is like a rushing defense. Like that sounds like a, like Justin Fields just needs to put up some points, which is easier said than done against that defense. But if he can put up some points, I do think the Bears are going to be in a very good position to win that game, and then. Call me a believer. I'm here for it. When I heard the scenario, I said, mm, that doesn't sound too far-fetched. That doesn't sound like like, like one of my 12-game parlays. Bears getting to the playoffs had a little had a little bit more you know, oomph to it. Now, now, my producer, Robert Triano, today, he's a Detroit Tigers fan, or excuse me, Detroit Lions fan. So he's, he's chuckling at the notion that the Bears could potentially make the playoffs. No, I actually believe it. 
after that last game, I think you guys are like in a better place right now than the Lions, which is crazy to think because crazy. we're nine and four. But I would rather be a Bears player right now than a Lions player. Stop it. That's just that's just you hating your own team. You'd rather be in the playoffs. No matter the player, everybody would rather be in the playoffs. Um, all right, speaking of playoffs, um, what about the college football playoffs? I think we that has been on my mind, especially after Alabama just snagged Michigan's former assistant. Even though he hasn't been on the team all year, he hasn't coached with them since February, uh, but most certainly grabbed him. And coming up next, we get to talk to Charlie Weiss. Yes, Charlie Weiss from Notre Dame. Shout out to Robbie Triano for booking this guy. Um, of course, head coach Notre Dame, you know, Coach of New England, got a couple couple rings in there, and he's the host of Airing It Out for Sirius XM NFO Radio. We will talk to Charlie Weiss next and uh, get his take on who he thinks is going to be hoisting the trophy at the end of the college football season. We'll do that next. It's Gabe Ramirez right here on Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. It's Gabe Ramirez on 670 The Score. So I went to elementary school here in Chicago, and it was a school called Lincoln Elementary. And, you know, when you're, I went there from first grade to eighth grade, you don't know anything. You're six years old, you're going to first grade. And our fight, our school song was made to that of the Fighting Iris song. Cheer, cheer for our Lincoln school, doing the best is. Oh, it's just like, so, and so you get older, and then you're like, Wait, why is Notre Dame singing my elementary school song? And you're like, oh, we stole that from Notre Dame. That's how that works. Uh, but we are here, man. It's Gabe Ramirez on 670 The Score, uh, broadcasting live from the Score Hyundai Studios, brought to you by your local Hyundai dealers. And right now, let's get to our next guest. He knows that song well. Uh, he's joining us on the guest hotline presented by Circa Sports uh, Illinois, uh, host of Airing It Out on Sirius XM. Uh, but former head coach uh, for the uh, Fighting Irish of Notre Dame. It is Charlie Weiss. Charlie, thanks for hanging out with us this evening. No problem. How are we doing today? You know, not bad. It's Friday in Chicago. People are feeling good about the Bears, which makes the mood in the city a little bit better, Charlie, you know? Yep, I I remember. I mean, it's, you know, there's a very rabid uh, Bear fan base in Chicago. And just like any other city in, in America, when you root for a team, and and things are on the uptick, you know, everyone feels better about it. When, when, I mean, how would you like to be a Charger fan today? I mean, <laughs> we all watched, we watched that last night. So, I mean, I mean, just think about it. So I think that the Bears fans have reason for hope. I look at two things, Gabe, really. Now, number one is at the end of this season, you got four games left. At the end of these four games, you got one of two things going to happen. Either you're going to say Justin Fields is our guy or if he's not your guy and you're going to take somebody with Carolina's pick, the first pick in the draft, hopefully he plays well enough where somebody is going to make you offer you couldn't refuse if that were to be the case. So to me, that's a win-win situation for the Bears. Secondly, ever since Montez Sweat got traded to the Bears and the Bears uh, – you know, we're able to acquire him. Their defense has taken on a totally different personality because even though, you know, he, like he's had a sack a game for the last bunch of games, but even if he's not making the play, he's making it easier for other guys to make the play. And their defense 
has improved significantly since since uh, that acquisition. Yeah, and the thing about the amount of interceptions the Bears have had as a result of the pressure that Montez Sweat has been able to get, I mean, it really is it's impressive, especially when, you know, Eberflus, you know, being the head coach, having to take on the responsibilities, calling defense as well. It says a lot. Um, you talked about, you know, the position that the Bears will be in, you know, with Justin Fields, right? And obviously he gets pretty much to dictate that, you know, in the last four games of the season. But, you know, a lot of people here, Charlie, in, in Chicago, you know, they, they lay blame on other things, right? They'll say, oh, he, just, he still doesn't have, Justin, that is, still doesn't have, you know, enough offensive linemen or top tier for that matter. Uh, no, he needs another weapon in Marvin Harrison Jr. It's the offensive coordinator that's, that, that's the issue. Now, you know how much flack offensive coordinators take, right? You get, the, you get the praise when things go well, and when things are going wrong, you know, you take, you lay, you take all the blame. But, but, but in this situation with Justin Fields, do you think they've been, you know, laying out the game plan properly for him and what his skill set is? Well, I personally think that when you have a guy like Justin Fields, ever since he's come out, you know, well, my mentality, let's not talk about just Justin Fields. My mentality is you find out what your quarterback can do, and that's what you do. You know, uh, all, all, a lot of coaches want to be super creative, and they want to do, you know, all sorts of things. Well, you better find out what your quarterback does well and do a whole lot of that. And I don't think that that's exactly been the path that that he's been on during his stay in Chicago, but it looks to me like they surround him with a few more guys that can make plays on the outside. We always know he had wheels. He can run with the ball, but it's not a, not a question whether he can throw it or not. It's a little, you're, you're way more productive when you got better guys to throw to. And, you know, between, between, you know, between the wide receiver and the tight end and, and the running game, they, they look they, they, like they've started to figure out what niche Justin Fields thrives in. And I'll be interested to see in the next four weeks how this plays out. We're talking to Charlie Weiss, former Notre Dame head coach, former NFL uh, head coach, coach as well, uh, here on 670 Score, Gabe Ramirez. Charlie, I, I try to, with Justin Fields specifically, I mean, my, my take on Justin is, you know, I, I try to tell everyone what my eyes see, and it is that he's good, but he's not going to be a top 10 quarterback in the NFL. And I think, for me, I, that's why I'm I'm okay with figuring out what could potentially be on the other side of the fence, i.e., you know, that number one pick that the Bears are most certainly going to get from the Panthers. But, you know, talk to me about college quarterbacks and coming into the league and making that leap and, and, and having to, to not coddle them, but handle them as they they come into a league with some of the best athletes that are that they're going to be going up against on the defensive side well once again you know because i can give you a handful of quarterbacks that are coming out in this draft that i like all of them but i like them for different reasons so you tell me which one which one i have to work with and then i'm going to tell you what we're going to do on offense tell me drake may drake may first well, I mean, he's a drop. He's a drop. He's got he's got some athleticism, but he's a he's a tall drop back quarterback with a with a polished NFL throwing arm. So you want to put him in an office where offense where he's sitting it sitting in the pocket and let his feet get him out of some trouble. But you want him you want to create a drop back passing game and a and a straight back play action play action game where you can go ahead and exploit exploit teams by using what his strengths are. I mean, so like each, each guy, each guy has their own little wrinkle. 
I mean, each, each guy. So what you have to do is when you're looking at these guys, say, if we, have, if we take this guy, what are we going to do? That's one of the reasons why Bryce Young is not being successful this year and C.J. Stroud is being successful is because they're two, doing two different sets of things. I mean, Bryce Young will end up being a good player, but uh, he's not a good player this year because they haven't played to – they don't have great players around him. Right. <laughs> but, they haven't played to, but they haven't played to his strengths. And fortunately for Bears fans, it's to your benefit because you're sitting with the first pick in the draft. Which is unreal, by the way. The fact that the Bears you know, could potentially have two years back-to-back with the number one pick and to me, it'll be even more unreal if, if with the, with uncertainty at their quarterback position, if they if they choose not to take a quarterback uh, with either of those instances, you know, let's say let's say everything holds true, Charlie uh, for for Justin Fields and the Bears, and you said you know you have something good you know to say about you know, a lot of quarterbacks in in this one, but if you were sitting at number one and you're in the ear of a GM that's that, that's holding on to that number one pick, and you do have Justin Fields, but you have the opportunity to take someone else at that number one. Are you adding a weapon like a Marvin Harrison Jr.? Or are you, you know. So I'm, I'm jumping all over Marvin Harrison Jr. Because, you know, each year I think that there's a best player in the draft. And it's not always a quarterback. Like last year, I thought the best two players in the draft were actually the a running back that's in Atlanta right now and a defensive lineman that's with the Eagles right now. I thought I thought Jalen Carter, okay, Jalen Carter was the most dominant player coming out of college last year. Now, granted, he had the baggage at the end of the year, which dropped him down to that nine ten hole where, where he got taken. But I thought they were the best. I, I thought between between those two players, you were dealing with the best two players. Now, quarterbacks. You know, you can't win without a quarterback, so quarterbacks get taken high. And this year, I mean, there's some really good ones. But what flavor ice cream do you like? Where some people like Drake May and Caleb Williams, I like Jaden Daniels. I mean, so, like, it, it all depends on, you know, what flavor ice cream you like and what you think you're going to do with the player you bring with, with the player you bring in. Yeah, that's a – I mean, I – yeah, I, I get it. You got the best player up there, and then this year, unfortunately for the Bears, it's not someone on the defensive side of the ball. It is, you know, a guy like Marvin Harrison Jr. And you got the other pick. It's just, ah, you know what it is, Charlie. I just don't want the Bears to get it wrong. <laughs> As a Bears well, fan, let I me don't... tell you something. You're not going to get it wrong if you take Marvin Harrison Jr. Because no matter who the quarterback is, you just got a lot better on offense. You just got a lot better on offense. So any pairing with mean, D, any pairing with DJ Moore, oh, throwing a little Mooney in there. I mean, you, you know, you got yourself, you got, and you know, Komet's really come on a tight end. I mean, now all of a sudden you look at that passing game and say, okay, let's go. All right, we're talking to Charlie Weiss here on six seventy, the score host of airing it out for Sirius XM NFL Radio, and of course, former Notre Dame head coach. Uh, also coached the Patriots for a little bit. Uh, got a couple of rings. Speaking a little bit? <laughs> nine years? What do you mean a little bit? That was a tongue-in-cheek I mean, moment, I... Charlie. A tongue-in-cheek moment. You know, like a uh, couple of, of Super Bowls. A couple of Super Bowls. Yeah. You know, no big deal, you know. Just get a chance to chat with the guy. Oh, hold it. Not a couple of Super Bowls. We won three out of four there. <laughs> you know, I mean, so when you say a couple of Super Bowls, let's not slight it. I love it. And this. then I left, and then ten years later, they left. They won another three out of four. So, uh 
had a couple, two good decades of winning a whole bunch of championships. A lot of around a lot of winning, around a lot of Bill Belichick. Do you think he's going to walk away if 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 the New England Patriots move on from him this year? He doesn't look like a man who wants to walk away. He, he you know, he's got two young. He's got two of his boys on his staff that he loves working with. Um, he doesn't look like a guy who just wants to walk away. And one last thing, when I walked away from football, it wasn't because I chose to walk away. It's because they chose for me to walk away. And for a guy who's one of the greatest coaches in NFL history, I don't think he'd want to leave, leave the game the way this season has gone. I just don't think he'd want to do that, you know, because what you don't want to do is walk away from the game with a bitter taste in your mouth. Yeah. Well, you were able to walk away into a good situation. What what would be a good situation for Bill Belichick? Well, he doesn't need the money. He's made a ton of money, you know. So that I think I I personally think that if assuming there's a parting of the ways, which is the the majority of people think there's going to be a parting of the ways. I hope if that's the case, that's an amicable one. But assuming that there's a parting of the ways, you know. There's going to be, there might be close to 10 openings this year. I mean, and he'll be the first phone call everyone makes. <laughs> of course. <laughs> so if he wants to coach, it won't, there won't be a shortage of opportunities for him. Well, then keep your, uh, keep your ringer on, Charlie, because you never know. You might have another, no, another stint. No, that, <laughs> that, that, that ship is sailed. <laughs> you know, if he were going to, if he, if he were going to bring me back, you know, last year, not this year, but last year would have been time to do it when, you know, they're, you know, when they tried to do that, you know, Matt Patricia, Joe Judge deal that, that you know, obviously was a disaster. That would have been the time to do it. But, you know, they chose to go in a different direction. And, you know, as actually when with those guys not doing it, and with Billy O'Brien, who's a really good offensive coordinator, they've actually been worse this year. If that was if that was humanly possible. They've actually been worse, not better. Yeah, the whole Mac Jones thing really just, you know, shoots themselves in the foot with that, and it kind of sets things back and doesn't give you an opportunity to really, like you said, have some good talent at that position in order to win some games. Charlie, I appreciate you hanging out with me, man. I, I hope I get to talk with you again uh, some, sometime soon for a little bit longer. Oh, you 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 won't. This is, this is your one-time deal. <laughs> you know, I'm only doing it because, you know, I'm very fond of Chicago, I mean, I, I have a lot of great moments when, from my time, uh, my time when I was in South Bend. I mean, I, I loved, I loved a lot of things about Chicago. I mean, I love the Chicago fans. I like, I like following both baseball teams, their hockey team, their basketball team. You know, the Bears. You know, mo- most of my friends in South Bend were all Chicago fans. So, and you know, I have a lot of friends fr- from that area right there. So. You know, I always, uh, I'm always interested to see how things go. At this stage, I don't really root for anyone. I root for one team, and that's Ole Miss. And I only do it for one reason, because my kid's the offensive coordinator at Ole Miss. That's hey. the only reason I root for them. <laughs> Other than that, I just watch games, and I throw my two cents, and I try not to hammer everybody. But, uh, I mean, this morning I was a little – uh, it, it was tough not, it was a tough pill to swallow if you were a Charger fan. Yeah, yeah, I seen all the movement there. Who do you think's gonna uh, end up winning the college football playoff? 
Oh, I think it's you could pick any of them. You know, like uh, my kid spent a couple of years with Saban in Alabama. So, you know, out of these four teams, if if I had to pick a team I'm rooting for, it would be Bama. But I think any one of the four of them could win. I think it's a legit four-team race. I don't think there's a clear-cut favorite out of any of them. Okay. And you think Harbaugh's going to stay in Michigan or come to the NFL as well? Well, I think that they're going to make an offer he can't refuse. I, I think that he'll get some NFL overtures, but sooner or later, he's going to either have to go or stay. And because you don't want to be living like this every year, you know, is he going or is he staying? I mean, I could see him staying, you know, but I could see I could see a couple of organizations, you know, taking a run at him and uh, enough to entice him. All right, Charlie. I appreciate you hanging out for this one and only time. It was it was amazing. I, look, it was great. Thank you so much. Uh, hold on, it, it's Christmas time. I have to. Uh, I, I'm, I'm a bearer of, of good good feelings and good tidings. You know, people don't know me very well, but I try. I try to live in a the glass half full world, not the glass half empty world. That's what. I, that's how I try to live my life. That's going to be my takeaway right there. Charlie Weiss, former head coach in Notre Dame. Three-time Super Bowl champ with the New England Patriots. Nine years with the squad. Things that I will never forget. All right, it is Gabe Ramirez. What a great job, Robbie Triano. Probably one of my best guests ever. That was great. That even made me a little nervous. Um, Coming up next, we get another guest. And this one's going to talk about the Cleveland Browns. Daryl Reuter. He covers the Browns for 92-3, the fan in Cleveland. And we get an opportunity to pick his brain. Are they firm believers with Joe Flacco under center? And does he think the Bears will be able to get to Joe with this quick release? We'll talk to Daryl Reuter after the break. It's Gabe Ramirez on a Friday right here on Chicago Sports Radio. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. 